Hey mommies, welcome to another episode of Momming with Maya, where we'll be talking about all things motherhood. I'm your host, Tamaya, and I'm so excited for today's episode talking about doulas. What are they, why they're needed, and the services that they can provide to expectant people and their families. But before we get into our episode, I just want to put this reminder out there that although majority of my guest speakers have the education, experience, credentials, and necessary training to please consult with your doctor or care provider before trying or engaging in any of the things you might hear spoken about on this episode, past episodes, or future episodes. The goal of this podcast and all the ones in this pregnancy series is to for sure educate you all and just to share knowledge through personal experiences. But as we all know, pregnancy and many other things in life are not one size fits all. And at the end of the day, I just want you all to be safe, especially the babies. So in just a moment, I will let our guest speaker introduce herself, but I just have to put a shameless plug in and let her know how proud I am of her. I have been able to witness her journey from early on and to see where she is today with her business and how they are flourishing is just amazing. So I'm super grateful that you were able to carve out some time for us and to be a guest speaker on this podcast. Um, So without further ado... I'm going to turn it over to our guest speaker so she can tell you a little bit about herself and all the things that she has going on and if she could share her social media handles or contacts information in case anyone um, wants to reach out to her, um, share it all now. (laughs) Hello, everyone. Um, My name is Deanna Pope. I am a certified perinatal doula and I just want to say this before I even talk about my credentials I'm going to do the I'm going to do this shameless plug back (laughs) um because thank you for for your compliments but also I I said it before to you privately but I'll say it here I would not be introduced in the way that I was you know my journey would not be the same if I hadn't Um, had that connection with you so you introduced me to getting certified in the way that I did and I just want to give a big shout out and thank you to you thank you publicly I had to put that out there Um, but yes I am a uh, perinatal doula certified I am the owner um, of Belebany Life Services and um, Belebany is um, Belle and uh, ebony so it means beautiful black woman to me um, where we cater to mainly women of color but all types of women and families and I'm also a lactation counselor reproductive health counselor certified life coach Um, I work in public health and HIV communities during doing advocacy and just assisting people with their needs um, that are living with HIV and I am also a makeup artist. I have owned um, The Code, and that is in Burlington, New Jersey. So you can find me on Instagram um, at Deanna Dula. Uh, com is my doula services and Deanna Pope on Facebook. Awesome. You are certainly a woman of many hats. And again, I just want to thank you for your time because you sound busy, Um, (laughs) but I certainly think that what we're going to talk about today, um, especially for and with women of color and the times that we're living in right now is so important. Um, 
So to just jump right in, I mean, I know doula has been becoming very, the word doula has been becoming very popular over the last, I would say, year or so. Um, But I still run into people who always say like, oh, what is a doula? Like a midwife, right? (laughs) And, you know, I mean, I can see why they would compare the two, but I I certainly know because, um, you know, I was trained as a doula as well myself, know that they're not the same. So if we could just jump right in and if you could explain to our listeners what a doula is, um, the different kinds of doulas there are, um, we could start there. So a doula is someone who uh, basically supports in, in many realms um, during either you, during the pregnancy um, or after, ma- mainly that's what we know. We relate doulas to um, birth and, and pregnancy. For women, you're actually, but there's so much more to a doula. Um, and I always say the difference, everyone always says a doula is a midwife, right? Or they just think it's, you know, what what you said. So um, a doula, my mentor has taught me to say like, a doula is hands on and not hands in. So mm. a doula can be there to assist with your physical needs, your mental needs, and emotional needs. Um, we can incorporate your spiritual practices practices and your birth experiences. Um, there's so much more, but we we're really there to support and advocate in the advocate um, in the ways that you need us to. So um, with that being said, you talked about more doulas and uh, more uh, types of doulas. And I think you'll get into that, I'm assuming. But that is the the reason why there are, are all types of doulas and many types of doulas is because there's so many layers to being a doula. Right, there are for sure. And I mean, I'm still learning daily. I mean, I know, you know, your typical or doula is a birth doula. And like you mentioned, having a postpartum doula. And at first I'm like, well, why would someone need a postpartum doula? But newborn care, Mm self-care and just recovery care from after having a baby. Um, Like they even have doulas who can come over and essentially care for your baby while the mom is taking care of herself. There are sibling doulas while the parent might be or parents might be delivering um, or even if they're having a home birth and delivering at home just to occupy or incorporate the children in the birth. Um, I've recently heard of death doulas. Um, I don't know much about them, but um, I mean, like you said, the word doula means support and people can certainly use support in in all of these walks of life, whether it's birth after you have the baby for your already um, babies that are here already, siblings and definitely death. So um, thank you for that. Yeah. Um, And it's funny because I actually only had a doula for my last um, pregnancy. Um, And I have to say that I was so, I mean, it was funny being a doula myself and still knowing (laughs) that I wanted and needed a doula. Like, you know, some people are like, well, why do you need that? You already know like what to do or how to support yourself. But (laughs) when you're in the moment having a whole baby, I I don't want to hear myself or I can't even hear myself, (laughs) you know, talking about the things that I know or how to support my own self. I mean, it, it did help me advocate for myself more. 
um, knowing being trained, but I definitely did have a doula for Sarai and it made a world of a difference. I have to say, I think, um, I think one of the main things and, and people ask me that all the time. So I'll, I'll tell you, I, um, I have not experienced birth physically myself. Um, so that, and I'll say that as a testament to my, my journey in becoming a doula, I was, um, that those were one of some of my fears and in, incorporating some of my fears. So that was a thing like, how am I going to be a doula? Um, if I haven't even, you know, had a baby yet and right. <laughs> it was just, it just didn't for me, I was just like, people are not going to want me. Um, and no matter how much research I did, it was always that thing, you know, right before that, that I went into, jumped into getting certified, but this has always been a passion working with women, children, and families of mine. And, um, this we're actually in a maternal crisis and have been mm -hmm. for quite some time. And so with the different experiences, two major experiences that I, that I um, had that inspired me to just even research and look into what it is to be a doula. Uh, when you say things like when I, and I hear it, like for me, like who's going to be your doula? You don't need a doula. You, you know, everything. <laughs> uh, but the thing yeah. is though, like, you Adola holds space for you to be in that realm. So, for example, I know how to do makeup, but in my wedding, I just wanted to sit back and experience, right? And right. I wasn't thinking about techniques and what this person could do on my face. I just wanted to be in the moment and and have that experience. And the same, it, it goes with everything in life. Sometimes, especially as a woman and a Black woman, we work so hard and we carry so much of many loads, right? So I think we owe it to ourselves as, as women, um, to just sit back and have someone else hold space for us. Yes, for sure. And and I have to just keep putting this plug in, especially postpartum. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if maybe I'm connecting with this part because, you know, I have four kids. So, I mean, aside from when Isaiah was the only kid after him, it was always another kid when I brought the baby home. And then I felt like the more... I don't say the more kids like I have 50, <laughs> but the next kid, like after the next one, I felt like there was less and less support at home because there was an assumption like, oh, this is her second or third or fourth time. She doesn't need my help. Mm -hmm. Like I need to just go over there and see the baby or, you know, drop off this baby shower gift because I couldn't make the shower. But I feel like that's when I needed the help and support more. And that's where my doula really showed up for me, mm -hmm. even as far as, I mean, just coming over and bringing dinner, just coming over and sitting with me and letting me um, debrief about my birthing experience and even past ones. I mean, it was so important for that space to be held for me, especially after you deliver and you're emotions and hormones are all out of whack trying to return to this like new normal like mm -hmm. it, it was just super important for me to have her there and I can only imagine like what my experiences would have been like if I would have had a doula with each of my pregnancies and not only my last one mm. so I certainly think think it's important especially like you said for black women and women of color because 
it's just assumed that like we'll be okay we got this and you know we don't need help or or even us ourselves we're not asking for that help because we have to put on this persona that that we are okay so please like if you're able to um get a doula please do it like 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 it was mentioned it's really a disservice to yourself if um you don't get one um but so I would strongly encourage you to start looking for a doula if you're expecting if you're planning on um getting pregnant or I mean there are doulas for people who are surrogates Mm -hmm. I mean doulas can support like literally through all walks of life but also through all walks of pregnancy as well so there's my shameless plug to get <laughs> and I and I I want to say too um uh, I guess this is my shameless plug so Belebany Life Services offers program a program called the Black Moms Matter Fund and what we do is a lot of times um because a doula is not covered through insurance that's a, always a big question and so what I've found is that um, I I was a community doula. I was considered a community doula within my training and and just first, you know, coming out as a doula. Um, But I going into freelance work and working on my own with uh, and being a doula, I found that community wise, it's a little different. Your paperwork is different. you know, you're, it's almost like it, you're a case, right? right? And a doula is, is, is um, a very sacred thing. So I don't think that while there is paperwork involved still, no matter what, I think that um, the, the style and the way that you go about it uh, should feel like the style of the person, right? So and, and what the person's needs are. So one of the things that um, the Lebanese Life Services does is that we go by the person's income for the Black Moms Matter Fund. And if if we feel that by um, doing like an, uh, a fund kind of application, I'll put that out there. Um, if we feel like we can support you with the money that is available, um, will will support you. So you'll get either money off or, you know, depending on what's available, you'll get either money off or you'll get, uh, you know, a significant amount, if not everything paid for to have a, a full postnatal labor and delivery and um, po- uh, prenatal care. So everything. So the goal is that, and I'll say this, a lot of people feel like, you know, okay, say those funds aren't available. What we do is upon applying, we'll take a list of names and numbers of people that say you would invite to a baby shower or that you know that support you, right? And what we do is we send out like a little um, invite to donate to them so that they can be supported and have doula services. So I always say there's always a way to have a doula. Um, I even think it's a great baby shower gift. You know, I I think Mm -hmm. there's always a way and there's always a need. Um, And no doula, rather you're, you know, rather you uh, are, are, that you focus on postnatal care or not, I think no doula should provide services. And then after labor and delivery, just be like, all right, peace out, (laughs) you know, 
Like, right. I think <laughs> that you should always provide some type of postnatal support, whether it's extensive or just, you know, the, the bare minimum, it has to be, it has to happen. And um, as a, as a life coach, as a certified life coach, I try to incorporate some things along the way, almost like a postnatal plan that would, so mm-hmm. that we're, it's just not, okay, I had this baby now I got to put, you know, now I got to jump into the postnatal part. Like it's just, we should start to incorporate those practices, what this would look like. How do you feel? What are your spiritual, you know, practices that you want to incorporate as a household and start to teach your child that make it a peaceful environment, you know, things like that. Um, so that the self-care or, or what are some things that you do for yourself? You know, how do you plan to incorporate that? The self-care part is, is a mental, which also affects physical, which also affects the baby yes so yeah which can which can also tie into if you're breastfeeding milk Mm -hmm. production and all Mm -hmm. of that um is definitely included in that so um I'm super uh glad to hear that you have that fund um and I hope people can go onto your website to learn more about it whether they're interested in your services or to donate um, at the end before we wrap up I'll just ask if you could repeat the website in case anyone missed it in the beginning but um, what you're doing is definitely needed um, and appreciated okay. uh, so thank you um, but what I wanted to talk about next so we're all like raving about doulas from me having one from me being one and just knowing what you do right um, but just to give our listeners some or an idea of the benefits of having a doula. Um, I'm just going to run through um, some things that I have up. But um, so having a doula can uh, decrease the risk of cesarean sections or C-sections. They also, doula support can also decrease the use of any medications for pain relief. Um, So epidurals or... Um, any of those things that could be used for pain relief um, you, because your doula can, you know, teach you different techniques to either breathe through the pain or rock sway through the pain to have your partner do um, particular like comfort measures where you, you, you're now opting out of needing or requesting pain medication. Um, so that's super important. Um, having a doula decreases or can decrease the length of labor. So I know when I talk to a lot of doulas and in my research and experience, um, a lot more women who have doulas labor at home a little bit um, longer instead of just immediately going to the hospital if their water breaks or something of the sort um, because they understand the process and, you know, how it's not typical that like your water breaks and the baby dislikes right (laughs) right so it's normally some time and you know with going like dilating Mm -hmm. and things like that um and incorporating those comfort measures doulas are normally at the person's residence or wherever the birthing person chooses and can work with them hands-on at home in their space instead of you know being hooked up to monitors and all the other stuff at hospitals which is fine I'm not saying any of that is fine but that's why I believe um having doula support can shorten your your length of and labor like once you get to the hospital if that's where you're choosing to deliver mm-hmm. um 
And then just having a doula certainly increases your, you know, your satisfaction with your birth experience. I mean, like I said, uh, my doula this time was able, when we first started meeting together, one of her first questions was, you know, tell me about your two previous births because I mean and I have to say that no one has really asked me about Mm. that aside from my husband and him just knowing in the moment what was upsetting me and things like that no one you know people always say oh well the baby's here and healthy so like pretty much like so what Mm. (laughs) um when essentially it's more to unpack to that and traumatic birthing experience are really a thing right like and they can certainly affect your next birthing experience or all of your birthing experiences so I think it's super important to have a goal to have a satisfied birthing experience and I don't mean satisfied as far as just getting the baby here safely and and healthy I mean yes that's a high priority and and a goal but to make sure that mom or birthing person is okay with the decisions being made or as much in control as they want to be of the decisions being made so that when they look back on the birthing experience, they don't, they're not dissatisfied with anything. Mm. And I think doulas play an integral part in that as well. Yeah. I think um, one of the things that the questionnaires that I do with bringing on a a client, um, well, with the intention of bringing on the client is asking them uh, what birth uh, fears do they have? Um, mm-hmm. Or pregnancy fears that they have, and then also um, listing any anything that has um, that they want to do differently from uh, experiences before, even if they didn't go through with the pregnancy or it didn't, um, you know, they miscarried before or anything like that. What you know, right. during the process, during this whole process, what were some of the things that you experienced that the experience that you don't want to happen again or that you, you want to try to prevent? Mm-hmm. Um, and then what are some of the fears? And then that's how we work with, that's how I work with the client from there. I think having a doula and a client is a very individual thing. Yes. Each time um, a, a client will not have, like, I don't, you know, I, I don't have like the same birth plan. I don't give the same comfort measures. Each client yes. is, is individual. Right. Um, each dad is different, you know, each relationship, each partner, it's not always a dad, you know, so Mm -hmm. um, I've learned that this is a very unique individual, each one is a unique individual experience. So um, I'm glad that you said that, you know, that that your doula asked you about your previous births, because you're supposed to. (laughs) Yeah. And I mean, And I understand why, you know, providers and OBs don't because, you know, that's not their job. (laughs) They're there to make sure that you're Mm -hmm. healthy, that the baby's healthy and, you know, to bring the baby to full term and and then Earthside healthy Mm -hmm. and, you know, that's their job. So um, to definitely have a doula there to do their job, which is what, you know, everything that we just talked about, the mental, the emotional and the physical support I mean, it's it's like a win win, yeah. yeah. you know, if you're pregnant. Um, but I did want to mention or touch back on a comment that you made um, because I hear this all the time. So you said, um, you know, every pregnancy or birthing experience is different, and 
every dad or support person is different. And people ask me all the time, well, if I have a doula, like what will my partner do? Mm-hmm. Or, you know, it's, it's me and my mom will be in the room with me. So like, what will she mm-hmm. do? And um, I just wanted to put that out there now that doulas are not replacements of your loved ones, whether it's a husband, a boyfriend, a girlfriend, a grandma, whoever, best friend, godmother, anything no. like that. Um, <laughs> They're, they're not replacements. And in fact, um, I mean, you know, doula services are, are client-led, right? So we'll talk about what your goals are, how you want your partner or support person to be involved in your pregnancy and your labor and delivery and your postnatal care. And then we'll incorporate, you know, our techniques and the things that we know to get that support person to where you just explained you want them to be. So if you know that during labor, you want to be fanned with, <laughs> well, a fan from wherever, right? The doula is not just going to jump in and say, oh, okay, I got it. You know, checklist, I'll fan mm-hmm. you. It's more so like, okay, here, partner, hold the fan this way, you know, fan her in strokes mm-hmm, of three. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, um, you know, so incorporating them that way. So it's, a doula is definitely not a replacement of your support person Um, no not not at all um and I'm glad you I'm I'm sorry I didn't mean to cut you off but I'm I'm just so glad that you said that um because I was from a doula perspective I'll speak you know from that that from that side first I um I am expected to kind of shape the atmosphere from the client, right? So for the client, I'm expected to do what we discussed and what is in the plan and what is, you know, the individual design, right? Um, but not every family member, not especially a mom. And look, let's keep it real, especially a black mom is like, you don't even know my baby, <laughs> you know, like, mm-hmm. you know, so um, I'm, I'm, I am re- uh, expected to shape the 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 energy and shape the 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 room, right? And also just making sure, because sometimes everything that is communicated to me is not always communicated to the support person. And so I have to actually, I always ask, please, when we go over your birth plan, when we design this birth plan, I require your support person if you have one to be there. Because that mm-hmm. is a time when yes. I get to know them and explain to them, I am your doula as well. Um, yes. And it, it's just a funny thing. Like I had um, a, a client who dad didn't want, the dad didn't want a doula, right? And I was like, listen, I promise you, I'm not trying to be the baby <laughs> daddy, okay? I promise right. you. And I said, you know what? We will take the D out of Dula. And you guys right. can call me Ula. And we can leave the D for dad. And the, oh, <laughs> the joke is, so now the kids, like I we're like we stay connected. So the kids like they FaceTime me and they call me Ula. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just like that's just a big joke. But just making sure in the relationship, honestly, as a doula, you become closer to the support person during the process because they have such a huge load on them. Right. So, and they'll start like, I mean, and then the same, this same dad was like, we like, we were best friends, you know, came labor and delivery. He's like calling me every five minutes. Mm -hmm. (laughs) 
<laughs> so um and I just d- just that vulnerableness and and just him like kind of accepting the services because I set that atmosphere for him to feel comfortable and vulnerable and know that I am your support person too for mom for grandma whoever it is you know I'm here for the family and that is a big thing for me as a doula is to keep the family together during this process yes for sure. And I can only imagine how hard that must be. I mean, I haven't been practicing as a doula, um, you know, because I just had, well, not just rise one, but still I've yeah. been momming for some time, but I can only imagine what birthing is like right now in the midst of this oh pandemic. God. And trying to keep that family unit or support unit intact. And I can only imagine how the doula support outside of the medical places. So your OB office, the hospital, the clinic and those things um, where they still have these things in place where partners may not be allowed into visits and, Mm -hmm. you know, they got to be separated to do COVID tests, the labor and delivery before being reunited. But I can only assume that the work that a doula will help the family or guide the family in doing before that moment will, will like give them that hope to hold on to that, you know, tighten it and that we're in this together mm-hmm. and we know what the end goal is kind of thing. Once they get into these, um, like I said, medical places because of COVID, um, I, I, like I said, I don't have any, um, um, what's what I'm looking for experience with uh pandemic births I mean I did have some virtual um I guess clients mm-hmm. or mentees that I've been working with who who did deliver in the midst of COVID COVID um so I was able to help them as as best as I could but um, I don't know if you had any experience but if you could just share some whether words of encouragement or some facts about the process if people might not know if their doula um, can in fact be in the hospital now um, I'm sure this pandemic is not going away yeah. soon yeah. <laughs> um, and and for future hopefully they don't have to yeah <laughs> future pandemic I'm sure that information would be useful so too. first let me say I have had I have been doing birth work and um, postnatal care this entire pandemic. Um, wow. Essential yes. birth care. <laughs> Who would have known? <laughs> um, right. This entire pandemic. And I, I have seen, it's like literally, it's like a roller coaster. So um, starting mm-hmm. out, it was like we were just unsure, you know. Um, uh, by that, by maybe like, mm, beginning the beginning of the pandemic um there was a baby born right but doulas by that time were not allowed until like the week of that the baby was coming so then but that in that in that um instance the doula was allowed in the hospital but could come into the room but once you leave the actual room not the hospital floor the actual room you can't come back so oh, wow. that's not like mentally like um comforting 
especially right. with yeah. the with the room like you know the room set up in that particular hospital and a lot of times we encourage mom to walk around at, around the circle of the hospital floor and things like that so mm-hmm. the fact that she yes. can't even go out and do that and would have to do like walking around we had to just step into more of a virtual realm and make sure that just as if I was with them um you know on call for th- that 24 hours of you know however long they need me um they were had access to me virtually as well it was very scary um for and I think for doulas too just to be you know honest because I don't I, I didn't know like how to adapt to this um mm-hmm. as a as yeah. a as a professional you know how to how to adapt however you know the measures that you take to um comfort and you know help and advocate so those are all the things that I continue to do throughout the entire process. And it did require a little more. Now that we're well into this pandemic, I still have had clients and then just protecting myself and protecting the client. Um, you know, it was one, it, I was doing comfort measures in people's front yards. <laughs> it was just, right. it's just been and every like other month. It's just different. It's just up in the air. You know, now I can't, we can't really meet outside because it's not warm enough. So, you know, now um, I do have someone who I have to do comfort measures and they will probably, and they come to my home rather than me to theirs. Um, So I just, you just have to make it work. But the main thing that I could say for both client and doulas is that be a hundred thousand percent cautious you know especially when it comes to I think sometimes we have to look beyond sometimes what we want to do and and shift that thinking to what needs to be done and that first priority is just being safe um so I mean I did comfort measures virtually actually and where I made my husband be the mom (laughs) And, you know, he's like, I'm making him like feel things that he probably shouldn't feel as a man. (laughs) But I had to make it work. And, you know, if it's still, you know, if say, for instance, the client didn't get the comfort measure down packed and I and I want this to affect the progress of her pregnancy, you know, we would do it over and over again. How many times it needed to be happened by the time, you know, we couldn't see each other. Um, now there's a rise in numbers right. and I still have clients. So we have to go back to that. So there's always been an up and down. And as much as I want to be, you know, with my clients, as much as I want to be, you know, in their homes and, you know, visiting them and laboring with them and all of that, I I have to protect them and I have to protect myself so that I can continue to do the work. So um, just just adapting. I would just say adapt to the clients and, and the doulas, you know, just make sure that you're adapting in the safest way possible and just be creative and then doula clients just be open you know yes I think that um everything that you said is so important um but the number one thing that I heard um again I'm gonna keep putting all these Mm -hmm. plugs in for doulas (laughs) um and the importance of them but to hear how a like adaptable, Mm -hmm. you know, they are, and how we can still be supportive in different spaces, whether it's virtual, whether it's in person, the front yard, 
with ShopRite because we both needed groceries real quick and mm. I needed to show you this move real quick. But um, I think it's important. I mean, I've heard of women getting doulas at 37 weeks um, or emergency cases like, oh, I have a friend delivering a so-and-so and she this is her situation and now she really wants a doula. Is anyone available? And nine times out of 10, some people will be available. But I think it is very important um to stress the mm. relationship building part that happens mm. when uh, a person seeks out a doula and then you know they decide that they're a pair because let me tell you just because you know someone that's a doula or you know or someone recommends someone they might not be a, a fit right I mean I've gone on multiple interviews as a doula and the clients didn't decide to use me as a doula even when I was looking for my doula you know I had my list of questions and I met with you know I don't say candidates but the doulas that I was interested in maybe two or three times to see if they're a good fit so just to put that out there if you're looking for a doula you can start I mean Mm -hmm. whenever you don't have to be pregnant you could be trying to be pregnant you could just have found out you're pregnant yesterday you could be 16 weeks you could be 37 weeks but um Mm -hmm. you know do your research right and make sure you're compatible with your doula um and and on you know in your partner or support person as well um because you know this is a, a team and a group effort but back to just building that relationship early on if you're able to that I believe can only support um the birthing person in the midst of COVID right now because if it has to switch to virtual it's not like you're building this relationship solely Mm -hmm. you know on the Mm -hmm. phone or or through FaceTime like you know your doula you've known your doula since you know you were eight weeks pregnant and y'all were able to be in the front yard or safely Mm -hmm. in the house with masks and gloves and disinfecting and all those other kinds of things so now we just need to adapt I know my doula spirit I know that they're advocating for me I know that they taught me what it is I need to know to advocate for myself if I'm alone and my doula isn't there in person with me or for my partner to do the advocating if I'm in in pain or uncomfortable or just not able to you know speak for myself um so I definitely think building that relationship early on is important and can only be a benefit um especially yeah I agree I agree 100% and I I always say um, you should be able to laugh, cry, and love your doula. Like, you should be able to be, like, yes. you know, and you should, like, because I say, like, there'll be times where you don't like what I'm saying, but I'm, I might be saying something that's best for you, that you don't want to eat more vegetables, or you don't want to switch your perinatal, your prenatal no. uh, <laughs> uh, vitamins, but you 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 trust me you know we can laugh about it you can hug me you can cry about it sometimes I I know some relationship things um I'll have to teach the partner some things um especially in terms of like advocacy and how to advocate for you and what terminology to use and things like that to to protect yourselves um especially as people of color uh so you know, I think relationship is very important because you in, in in a general sense, you only you in every realm, you only take advice from people that you trust. Yeah, right. Yes, for sure. I mean, you I mean, I love that laugh, cry, cry and I forget what the third one was. Um, cry, but, laugh and love. 
Yeah. In love, yes. I mean, and I don't know, again, if it was just like the pregnancy hormones or what, but every time my doula <laughs> came to my house, I just started crying. <laughs> I just started crying. And um, it was mainly like after I had the baby. But mm. when I was pregnant, too, I just cried. And they were tears of, mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know, love and joy. And I finally was able to put it into words. And I actually had talked to my husband about it because I'll tell you what I said to her in a second. But I started thinking that maybe I was mm-hmm. I'm not insulting him, but whatever. So I said to her, um, I mean, you know, she just asked like, well, why do you think you're crying? And do you want to talk about it? And I just said one day, I'm like, I just, I'm so grateful because you're here right now for me. Oh, I, like, I feel like I'm about to start crying right now. <laughs> I'm not going to, I'm not going to do it. I said, you're here for me. Yeah. I mean, my husband was there for me as well. And that's why I had to talk to him about it too, because I didn't want mm-hmm. him to feel like I wasn't saying that he wasn't. Um, but mm-hmm. to be, you know, realistic, he was working and, you he know, being a husband. having our other children and you needed a doula. Exactly. <laughs> and it's not yeah. only to be that for me. Right. And so whenever she would show up for me, it was oh, I love just like it. on my heartstring, like, <laughs> like, and so I, I mean, I was finally able, I'm one of those people that have to like, think about it and like, put a formulate a thought into words so it took me like a couple of visits of just crying to understand why but that just really goes to show the support like Mm -hmm. I mean yes doulas can help with the babies and the siblings and things like that but the doula 99% is there Mm -hmm. for you right the mom the birthing person and to really just hold space for you and I mean, and I just, I mean, again, my, this whole, my last whole pregnancy was amazing. And, and I, I chart that mm. to having her as my doula. So if you're <laughs> listening, I love you. But um, no, I mean, I, I really think it's super important um, for anyone considering having a baby. I love to it. To get love a doula. <laughs> Yes. So before we wrap up, I just want to thank you again for conversing with me about doula support. Right. I mean, I know we could be here for days. I mean, there are even some things that we briefly touched on as far as the maternal health crisis going on right now that could keep yes. us here for a very very long time but um before we go like I said I did just want you to restate your contact information um so that you know if anyone's interested in your services interested in donating to your fund um that they can contact you um but before you say that um if anyone is listening and is in need of any um supports help with finding a doula even just have some follow-up questions please uh feel free to reach out to me as well and if it is a question um for diana that we can converse about it and figure out a way to get the answers to you um but just reach out to one of us or both of us it doesn't matter um we're here to support you however we can um, yes, here's yes, support. your support. Um, you can find all my um, leads to contact me, Ebony Life 
com. That's B-E-L-L-E-B-O-N-I-E, life, L-I-F-E.com. And there you can find my email and all my social media networks or Diana Dola, D-E-Y-O-N-N-A, Dola, D-O-U-L-A. And that's my um, contact on Instagram. I want to say thank you, thank you, thank you so much to Maya for having me. I love this.